Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Megan Hill with the Climate Action Outreach Division here in Iowa City. I wanna welcome you all to tonight's discussion being held in collaboration with the Equity and Human Rights Office. We're very excited about the two guests we've invited to discuss the work that they do in sustainability. I just have a little housekeeping before we get started. Um, tonight's discussion is being recorded so we can share out the link with people who are unable to attend tonight. And when you joined, your connection was automatically muted for quality, audio quality. But at the end of the discussion, there will be a Q&A. So if you are, have a question, just raise your hand and we will get it answered. We also have a Q&A box at the bottom of the screen. And anytime you have a question, you can type it in. We'll keep track of it and we'll get that question answered at the end of the discussion. So tonight, we're going to start by hearing from our first guest, an Iowa City resident, Camille Jazir. Camille is the founder of the Global Corporation for Renewable Energy, which is a company that works in sustainability projects all around the world. Some of the projects include solar, wind, power banks, and water pumps for agriculture. Camille is part of the Center for Workers Justice Social Enterprise Cafe also. After Camille's presentation, we're gonna hear from Arthur Burton. And Arthur is the owner of AMB Renewable Energy. And Arthur has committed to providing opportunities in clean energy and green job training for members of disinvested communities. And he prioritizes youth job training. His company develops projects in and around Chicago, and those projects include charging stations, solar panels, and more. Finally, with the time remaining, as I mentioned, we will have the Q&A. Thank you all for joining us for this important conversation, and I will turn the floor to Camille. Thank you very much. Uh... When the climate change is happening to electricity power shut off, but you have still electric power. Did you have a magic or did you have a solar system? Yes, I do. I have a solar system. Uh, my name is Camille Jasir. I am founder with the GCF Renewable Energy. Uh, thank you for today having me here. Uh, we're gonna talk about the accelerating uh, black leadership. Uh, the uh, the the uh, the growing presence of the black uh, leadership is uh, corroborated by the word and sign of the progress, the membership. Uh, that means the leadership can develop initiatives such as uh, membership and sponsorship and training. That means we need more training for the people to get the leadership and the activity. Uh, can you go for next slide? Okay, we're gonna talk uh, that the topic, accelerating black leadership, creating active uh, environment and promoting diversity and collection, invest in the resource, solar energy, uh, investing, uh, supporting black leadership, uh, move forward. Next slide. Uh, create, creating the world in the 
environmental that we need to work together for uh, investing. That means we need self-environmental, uh, supportive environmental, and uh, in initiative uh, environmental, engaging environmental. Uh, if the creating the development of the network opportunity, additional organizations should be investing initiative that it would be faster to uh, culture, such as a green energy initiative. Representative that will be developing initiative and the membership and responsible and the training for the programming to get the people together. Next slide. Uh, promoting diversity and collection. It's very important to work together to get the diversity and promoting for the job and the training, uh, sharing information and the skill. When we work together, we get uh, something the end that will be a great job. Uh, we can work together to forward uh, for programming, the training, and such as the uh, program uh, in uh, uh, Iowa City. Next slide. Investing in the resource is very important to invest in resource like uh, student when graduation for high school, we need to invest to, for example, make the labs uh, programming, uh, training skill, because we need to share the information for the people has more skill to new student. That's why sometimes the student will be uh, take time for the engage in the uh, in the new job. I think if you start early to engage those students and make the resource and uh, make them together to work, we get the students more skill. Uh, Sometimes when we say uh, the old school and the new school, more that people has more uh, skill for 25 years, 30 years. When engaged with the student, I think that we get, we brought the people together and sharing information. You have to invest in the resource for the uh, student. Next slide. Uh, when we talk about the marketing, renewable energy marketing is going very huge. Uh, if you look for that slide here for 2022 and 29, 8.5 uh, percentage that we go uh, wind turbine, the marketing size value 2021 uh, in the United States uh, uh, and Europe and Africa and, and Middle East, we're going like 860.70 billion that in 2021. Uh, the target for 2029, uh, the revenue will be uh, 1,682,40. That we, uh, if you look for the map and the curve, we're going very quick for the uh, residential, commercial, industrial, power, and the renewable energy and wind turbine. Uh, it's very important to look for the uh, how the renewable energy going very fast. For the next slide, we're gonna see how the curve it's work and how the renewable energy is very important now and how the people interesting to go with the renewable energy. Next slide, please. If you look for the EIA, that means Energy Information Administration in the United States, uh, the generation will be sublined for a four percentage uh, for uh, United States electric. That the target for 2025. Everybody, you know, the target for United Nations 2027 that we for the renewable energy. Uh, if you look for the left, uh, the 
curve that we say here, the renewable energy now, the target 2021 percentage, uh, the target for 2020, 44%, almost that 50% will done. I think that will be uh, quick before the 2025, the renewable energy. If you go for the, for example, the nuclear, uh, wind turbine, solar energy, that, uh, that will be now 21. Uh, if you look for those, for example, the new, uh, the natural gas from say 7 percentage, now we go down by 3 percentage, say 4 percentage. That means we lower the uh, natural gas. If you look for the nuclear 19 to 12, also the difference between two that seven percentage, uh, that means we give we give us the renewable energy is it's going very fast, and if you look for the other side, uh, 19 percentage for solar panel, uh, the target 51 percentage, also it's growing up, and the so, uh, wind turbine for four percentage, the difference it's not big, that uh, under the I think that will be achieve our goals before 2025 in the United States. Next slide. Uh, solar energy investing. Uh, this is a great idea to invest in the solar energy and wind turbine. And also that is a great opportunity for the business for right now because the market is fresh. We have to work in that. Number one, we're gonna help the emission. We're gonna save the planet. We're gonna make the business because that is important thing to make the hybrid system. What means the hybrid system? The hybrid system in between solar energy and wind turbine. That means two combines work together to get uh, the system work together. Also, we can work with the uh, with biogas, uh, nuclears. But now we all the global work with the solar energy and wind turbine because the price the starting for the invest and the solar farms. Uh, we're gonna talk for the next slide, what the benefit for the uh, solar energy and what the benefit for the crops if somebody we need to grow something under the solar banner. And also uh, that here, we're gonna talk about the residential. Uh, residential, the benefit of the residential, if you have, when I said the beginning, uh, when we have a solar energy, if the climate change or the power shut down, you have to have a backup, like a backup, for example, the battery storage, or we have a sunroof, we can send uh, between the sign agreement between the electric uh, company, uh, transfer the solar energy from your house to electric city. You have agreement with, the, for example, the American energy, you call it net metering in and out. If generation generate like 10 kilowatt, we, uh, we need also for the consume five kilowatt, you can transfer from your house five kilowatt. That depends of your usage, depends of your bill. We're gonna look for your invoice. We see how many you consume every day, how many you consume by kilowatt hour daily. After that, we can get, we say, hey, your bill monthly 150, for example, $150, but your monthly bill will be for renewable energy, $99. That means we're gonna transfer electric. In the winter time, you can use electric from the company and the summer time you, you can transfer the electric. That's the benefit for the, and also we're gonna, the other benefit, we help the mission. We help to save the planet. This is very important because people you have to work together to save the planet. 
in United States now we're going very fast. Uh, I'm coming from uh, Sudan last year. We did a lot of projects for helping people. Those people there, we doesn't have any electric city for some places. We starting from renewable energy. It's great to start from the beginning for renewable energy. Next slide, we're gonna talk about the commercial and what the benefit of the commercial. Uh, if here we talk, we're gonna talk about the commercial uh, uh, solar energy system. We have uh, or the public building. We have a parking lot. We have a building roof. We can use that roof and the building roof to install a solar energy system. If, for example, you consume every day 10 kilowatt, we can generate for that place more than 50 kilowatt, transfer it to electricity, you can make money. That is great invest. And also we save planet, we, we reduce the emission. Uh, it's very important to work together to save the planet and we achieve our target for the future. And we can use the parking lot for the public. Uh, we like we, if you see like my background, that parking lot, we use uh, the solar panel to generate electricity, transfer it to company. We can make money and also save the planet. Sorry, next. Uh, the, here we're growing crop under the solar panel. Yes, we can do that. Many people were talking. You, we, if you use the, for example, 10 acre or 50 acres, we're gonna not growing anything. No, we can grow tomatoes, cucumber, every vegetable you can grow. It. Uh, such uh, according to University of Arizona, if you growing any plant under the solar panel, we can increase in the crop 50, 60%. That is a great idea. That means if you produce 10, you can bring 16 piece. That means the uh, growing under the solar panel is very important. We can use it. We can make the structure with the quality. That means we can important thing to grow tomatoes, cucumber, a lot of stuff under the solar panel. Yes, we can do that because we see uh, many people who said we cannot grow anything. No, we can grow crops under the solar panel. Uh, next. Uh, supporting the black professional, many organizations now working to support black professional because we need a skill, we need to uh, work with the training, transferring as we discussion before that new uh, solar energy or wind turbine or renewable energy, it's new in the market, we need to train the people, we train the electric, train the people to be engaging, to work together, uh, to do something to hire new people to work in the solar energy system in uh, wind turbine. That is a process. Uh, I, when I look for the map in Iowa City, that's available Iowa, Illinois, I think we need to engage with those organizations to give a skill to black people to work together and get them engaged in a, in a system. I think it's very important to get opportunity because we have people has like a, a innovation we uh, opportunity of the make something uh, make the network together to engage in a uh, in the system next slide please uh, finally and not finally moving forward we have to move forward uh, from solar uh, from uh, gas to uh, uh, renewable energy like solar energy and wind turbine biogas some country now we're using biogas everybody you know what happened now in the world, uh, we have oil and gas, the price going high. 
That's why you need to reduce everything. You have to use the renewable energy. If you have space in your home, if you have space in your farm, you have to install solar panel or wind turbine to work together to save the planet. Uh, thank you uh, to having me there. And thank you for everybody. Uh, my name is Kamil Jasir. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Camille, uh, very good work you do. And I, uh, I'm very impressed with the bio and the work you have done uh, in the uh, underserved areas and communities around the world. So I commend you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, I am very pleased and welcome. Uh, glad to be on a panel such as this, uh, working with the Iowa City Climate Action Committees and understanding the, the need for renewable energy services. Uh, it, it, it's a crucial stage right now. What we do, uh, my name is Arthur Burton. Um, I'm with AMB Renewable Energy. We established a company in 2019, right in the middle of the pandemic. So we said, why not start a new company, right? <laughs> so uh, that wasn't the intentions, but we've got pushed into it, especially working with a number of energy uh, efficiency groups. We provide energy efficiency products and services. We install electric vehicle charging stations, solar panels and LED lighting, electrical power backups and uh, systems for residential and commercial development. One of our key initiatives that we find that is crucial is to be able to support low-income families and community outreach groups that's looking, that wants to take advantage of this new green economy take advantage of the new Clean Energy Jobs Act and Future Energy Jobs Act. So we work with them in workforce development. Next slide, please. One of the general root problems that we all face, that underserved communities face across the world, not only in Illinois, Iowa, the, U the US, this is, this, is, uh, this is all across the world. Underserved communities are facing three-side dilemma, disinvestment in sustainable energy services, disproportionate exposure to harmful pollutions and a lack of information provided regarding clean energy products and service. It's just not there. Information is not there. Uh, if you remember when we did our big rollout with the waste, uh, you, you've seen a commercial on the bag usage. You've seen a commercial on the, uh, the recyclable cans. I mean, it was a big rollout. I mean, you heard so much about it. It was almost second nature to you to make sure that you put the cans in one bag and you know the other waste in another bag. So I think we need that kind of urgency as well. Next slide, please. So what are the key obstacles to overcoming solving these problems? What role would our organization play in collaborating with others to overcome this obstacle? We at AMB Renewable, we're committed to work with partners in all our regions to identify energy needs and challenges in underserved communities. Collecting comprehensive data to help stakeholders understand and meet the needs of communities, as well as provide strategic implementation process for decarbonization. We'll continue to work with our local communities and implementation workforce development programs. We have to do these things to get our neighbors engaged get them to understand the need for clean energy and why it has to happen now. These are some of the obstacles we have to overcome, uh, bring some awareness to this, uh, this crucial times that we're dealing with right now. Next slide, please. 
okay, what are the benefits and consequences of addressing or not addressing the obstacles? Of course, the benefits of products or service. Renewable energy trans transportation emits no or low grasshouse gases, I'm sorry, low greenhouse gases and low air pollutants, which are good for the climate and our health. We, we're, when, it, when you come down to it, it's all about our health guys and also about the future of our planets, the future of our kids, their kids, and just sustainability at whole. Uh, if you increase the concentration of greenhouse gases, continue to occur, it will hurt the atmosphere and, and of course, increase the speed of global warming. That's what we have right now. That's what we're experiencing right now. So renewable energy comes with low cost, creates jobs. That what Camille was talking about. We have to create these jobs. In order for us to get to uh, zero net emission by 2050, we, we have to put boots on the ground. We must make sure that, that supporting policies and investing for clean energy workforce will never reach, we'll never reach that net zero if we don't imp implement these policies. Okay, and then as Camille mentioned, according to the International Energy Agency, the world would need to create 14 million new clean energy jobs by 2030. That seems like a crazy task, but it has to have some urgencies in order for us to meet that. Next slide, please. Regarding clean transportation to achieve not only Chicago lands clean health and equitable goals, a critical obstacle to come that I joined a task force with is to be able to get the, you know, our problem is the lack of comprehensive data to identify the energy needs and challenges to develop a strategic implementation process for decarbonizations in underserved communities, not only in Illinois, but across the world. Well, of course, some of the key footprints that has to be in place, we strengthen our public uh, resolve for change. Let the people know that, hey, this is fun. This is gonna be good. Don't be scared of it. Bring some awareness to it. Let's make sure that when we talk about our recycling plans, we talk about clean energy the same way. Strategic implementations, you know, make sure you got a plan in place. Take advantage of some of the, 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 uh, the funding that's there especially since it's there for right now while we have this administration in office. And then of course you wanna implement an equitable and just energy transition. So that means just because my zip code is one area and my zip code is in another area, that doesn't change the complexity of the infrastructure build outs. Okay, we still should be able to say, okay, if because you're in this area code, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't ma matter that doesn't mean you're gonna get the lower type of low quality materials for installation compared to standard product material for installation. So we have to make sure that that's equitable and, and, and it's transitioned equally. And of course, establish a climate action committee, such as what the Iowa group doing. It, with these kind of groups and committees, this is what's gonna to have to have to have in order to can continue to push our efforts for clean energy and sustainability. These initiatives here, they may seem small, but they are large once they are in numbers. And there's a big voice out there. Next slide, please. What we do, uh, we try to work with uh, you know, outreach groups. We try to put people to work. We support the low-income families and community outreach groups that's looking for you know, what programs that are involved. Can I get my kids in? Or people just wanna change their careers. 
you got a lot of boomers now that say, you know, I'm just tired of sitting around. I want to do something. How can I get be part of this clean energy solution? You know, what, what do you need me to do, Art? Can I just come out, help the guys do, let me know, what, I, what, what can I do? So these are people that you want to have and work with. You want to have them involved in something, whatever they feel that their trans, transferable skills are, just, and they want to do it, help by all means embrace it. Our vision is to, cre is to create a career opportunity to fund, serve communities and provide a thrilling business, you know, a thriving business. You can have your own business, guys. This is part of that green wave, that green economy. Take advantage of it. Let's find the skill sets, learn the skill sets, continue to work and improve the workforce marketplace. Our goal is to engage all the youth ages 14 and 24, but as I mentioned, I get more people <laughs> that's retired. Uh, you know, I wanna be part of this. Uh, how do we get into it? Uh, what, what, what do you need me to do? But our emphasis are basically on a lot of kids to, who just didn't think school was for them. They just tired of, they don't want to go to college and come back and spend $100,000 and don't even have a $100,000 job that they work at, you know, so don't make a lot of sense. Uh, next slide, please. So pro, training programs uh, that we offer, and this varies, it's changed, uh, it, it changes as we speak now. Uh, we're going to offer hands-on training in real-world environment locations and projects that we actually have. We let the people know that, okay, we, we, we got it. We will take your project, but we want to be able to have some of our guys to come out here and get some hands-on. I mean, it won't be in a, in a trades area where they're going in and do a load calculation for you and making sure you're doing something that's going to affect uh, your actual uh, balance that you currently have in your system. There's going to be something where they have a, a, skilled, a skilled journeyman with them and walking them through their process. They'll gain certification in, uh, in apprentice hours through, through an electrical contract license. Uh, OSHA standards, of course, that's going to be a requirement. Uh, it is a requirement here in Illinois uh, for field work installations. And then, of course, uh, what we're doing now is collaborating with minority contractors uh, that's working on renewable projects. Guys, we got these guys just graduating out of this cohort. Can I get somebody on your project? They can do some labor work. I got one guy that's real good. He can go over here. He can probably sit down with you on some of the specs. You know, he'll follow out your inventory, make sure your supplies are there. Just little things, but they're in the mix. They're getting the feel of it. They're in the environment. They're around it. They're hearing the language. You know, they're, they're, they're speaking it, they're feeling the process. So now that they got this hands on, so say, let's, how do we, how can I get better at, it? you know, I like the way they were bending pipe over there. I got to learn how to bend that pipe if I want to do that, you know, run electrical conduit. Okay. Uh, you know, and then I didn't think it's going to be any trenching involved. Look, yeah, you got to run trenching depends on your power location, you know. Okay, well, well, what about the power leads? Okay, you get up there and you run leads. So these are all the things that you'll learn with hands-on that gives them that initiative and give them that will to learn to take the next step. And then the, 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 the last part of it is to be recognized here in Illinois, the ICC as an approved vendor to uh, work on products, install products and offer service and installations. So that's one of some of the obstacles, but Depends on your concentration that that may change. Next slide, please. So of course, as we mentioned, uh, the electrical installation program, the solar installation program, 
EV uh, charging station installation program, heat pump installation program, and then of course HVAC. All these are uh, what they call greenhouse emissions that could easily be put in place to reduce our carbon footprint tremendously. We just have to have the wherewithal, so to speak, and make this almost second nature for everyone to feel like it, just like we did the rollout with our uh, renew with our uh, blue cans that we got and our recyclable bags. And uh, I mean, we just have to have that same that same urgency. Uh, next slide, please. Well, with ComEd is one of our uh, larger utilities companies here in Chicago. Um, we went through their program, it was an incubator program, because we thought it would tie into our energy renewable service as a whole. Uh, what we do, what, what that did was able allow us to be part of the incubator program, which allow us to bundle a lot of our packages and we can tie in ComEd energy savings products along with our package. So let's say if you go into a church, which we all do a lot of times, or go into a community center, and you notice that the lighting is bad, those are incentives, those are products that ComEd will work with you on to change out. These are kind of little things that actually enhance your renewable energy experiences at your location, in your community, your workplace. So we partnered with them because we thought it'd be a good fit to let our team get in the door, talk about energy efficiency products and service, knowing what some of the packages are, knowing what some of the, the funding that's available for that could be utilized uh, for home, business, residential, you know, uh, workplace. So th these are the things that we thought was a good fit to be able to offer the same uh, packages that ComEd offers as far as energy efficiency. Next slide, please. That's pretty much what we do. Um, as I stated, our mission is to work closely with uh, anyone that's looking to reduce the carbon footprint. Uh, we, 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 if we can't get it done, we'll work with somebody to get it done for you. And I want to, again, thank everyone for this opportunity. This is a great opportunity to tell our story and talk about clean energy. As you know, I, I could probably talk about clean energy all night. I'm sure Camille can too. Uh, when you feel passionate about these things, the, these are something that's close to your heart and you uh, you believe in it. You, you put 100, 110 in it. Thank you again. Thank you, both of you. Um... So as promised, we do have time for a Q&A. Uh, just as a reminder, you can raise your hand and ask that question live, or you can type it into the Q&A box. And while we see if anyone does that, I'm going to go over a couple of funding opportunities that Iowa City provides to Iowa City community. So we have community action grants and these grants are available to businesses and organizations in Iowa City as long as the projects are in line with our climate action and adaption plan and projects can be awarded up to $10,000. Those usually open up in the spring um, about mid-March 
And then we have a climate innovation grant for emerging technology. Um, this grant is kind of um, when a company or organization has an idea, they come to us. There's not really a grant um, opening period. For example, we just funded uh, last September a carbon recapture system uh, for Big Grove. So they were able to recapture some of the carbon in their brewing process instead of having the carbon shipped in. So that was kind of nice. Um, we have incentives and assistance to business and residents, including commercial and industrial grants for energy efficiency, the Root for Trees program, which is um, happening right now, and that is for community members. Uh, Grow Solar Group Buy-in program, insulation grant for residents, also happening right now. Uh, electric panel upgrade for residents. EV charging rebate for apartments and condos also happening at the moment. Building code incentives for solar and electrification. Uh, you can find all of these on our website, icgov.org backslash climate action. And then another uh, thing we want to bring to your attention, the city manager's office is developing programs to support entrepreneurs in the BIPOC and underserved business community. Among these programs um, are likely to be both in grant, uh, both grants and loans, and more information will be available on these programs in the spring, so keep an eye out for that. So it does look like we have a few questions, uh, Arthur and Camille, so let me look here. I'll stop sharing my screen. All right. So what are the implica implications of being able to grow crops underneath solar panels? How does that affect the amount of usable land where solar panels can be installed? I'm guessing this is for you, Camille. Yeah, the important thing for that, the, the, the height between the structure and the affected because the radiation will be, uh, we come with the angle not direct because that complicated people uh, a lot of time talking about that. Uh, how that will be because you have uh, uh, angles to put how the structure and the height to keep uh, rays from the planet and uh, we have to use the application to put the direction uh, correctly. Uh, if you somebody you need more information, we can visit uh, University of uh, Arizona that the research uh, now available according to uh, uh, University of Arizona. Thank you. Um, how? How do you create long-term plans for communities with the urgency of acting against climate change and not enough or constantly receding, receiving new data? I'm not sure who this is for, maybe both of you. Um, well, Camille, I, I, I think I kind of think well, I got an idea what they're asking. Um, how do we collect comprehensive data? Um, well, what we're doing as we aim for this um, elusive information, which is supposed to be public, <laughs> uh, but not really available in a lot of cases, 
um, is to, we're looking to work with a community-based hub. Um, we've got a couple of community-based uh, uh, organizations here in, in the Chicagoland area. One um, is the Bronzeville, that's here on the Southeast side. Um, they're, 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 those guys are really doing a lot of clean energy projects there. Um, and we're also looking at in the west suburb and the Maywood area. Um, I mean, these areas of some Brownsville get pretty expensive, and then you can go around the corner, and then this, you know, why it's still considered, you know, in the zip code that it's in. So, it, I mean, uh, and then Maywood, same thing. Uh, it, you know, it depends on where you go. So, we're using a community based organization to possibly do some sampling on. Uh, distance travel, how often you use travel, uh, what is it, uh, is it something that you would use for your health, do you use your transportation to get to your doctor or to work, uh, how much time is consumed in that, how far is your local transportation for you to get to certain places. So these are some sampling factors, uh, uh, but all this data still has got to be Comp, you know, uh, analyzed, comp, uh, compiled, and put into some type of form where you can go to some of the stakeholders, uh, some of the policy makers and say, this is why we need to have this type of infrastructure built in this community because of this, that, and the other. Um, and like I say, those are some uh, key um, thresholds that, we're, that can be used as measuring points. But uh, like I say, this is all new and it could be sampled in other different perspective ways as well. So um, we're looking at in, in that aspect for right now, just working with a community base and trying to find out some of their challenges and needs and see if we can push the envelope. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> I'm not sure if it did or not. Thank you. Um, we have a few more questions. So this is for both of you. And what are your goals right now for both of your businesses? Okay, uh, our goals to help the people to installation the solar panel. Uh, as I said in the beginning, I'm working uh, overseas, like in, in Sudan, in Middle East some non-profit organization to help the people to have a solar a bombing solar system and the electricity because some places we doesn't like a school like a small uh, clinic it doesn't have electricity our goal is to give those target to help people to get the electricity and our goals because in, if you go in far overseas People until now not thinking about the mission, thinking about the electricity for life. But here we're thinking about the mission. We're gonna work with the people, our goals to reduce the mission and to help the planet and climate action for future. Because if you are not working for for right now, something happened for future. And I'm just going to uh, piggyback on Camille's statement. I mean, we're in this thing, um, as, our, as our logo is, is to reduce the carbon footprint one step at a time. Uh, but if, if you're not looking at this as a change or as what they would call, you know, if you had a, the gold rush, 
you would look at this as the green economy uh, rush. Take advantage of these opportunities, learn a new skill, something that would be around uh, for, for years, something that you can pass on. It'll help you start a business. Uh, the goal is to continue to grow underserved communities that don't understand the sustainability process, the products and service that's there or what's needed uh, to keep growing that knowledge base and um, keep building the, the interest of understanding what's at stake, not only for us, but for the future of our, our world, our planet, our livelihood as a whole. Thank you both for that. Um, so we have another question. Um, they start off thanking you both for the work that you do. And Arthur, this one's for you. I'm wondering how your company connects with and or recruits youth. Do you partner with organizations or do you have dedicated staff for that outreach? Or is there another way to go about this? Well, uh, we, we partner with other organizations. Um, the Safer Foundation is one. Um, these are a lot of kids, like I say, they just tired of school. They want to do something else. Uh, or they didn't think they could do something else until we can show them that, hey, look, we have fun doing this and make some money and be on the credit edge of leading technology. And, uh, you know, you, you can make yourself marketable and, and be relevant and feel good make everybody else in your house feel good. So we, we work with a lot of different communities. Um, we get different groups that calls us and see if we can um, work with them on a remote level. Uh, my, one of my trainers now, I partner with, he, did, uh, he does remote training. Um, did a class uh, from Chicago and in, in New Jersey, you know, from, from here. But when you got to go in and get your hands on, you actually go to the site and you work with them. Uh, it's just got to be... Uh, you know, you got to be open and receptive. And I mean, let's face it, every kid is not going to have a 4.0. Um, we we, we want to take a kid that's got a 0 0.0. Just let them know that you got an opportunity here. Don't don't be scared of it. Just want to do it. You know, if you want to do it, we're going to make sure you're done. You're going to make sure you get to do it. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, the EPA has a clean air in buildings challenge for better ventilation and filtration for uh, K-12 schools and public spaces. Have you thought about combining your program with that so we can also focus on bridging the gap between public health and building science? Um, I, I'm guessing it, 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 this one is also to you, Arthur. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with CPS here, but um, that's a process. But what we do, we simplify the programs by working with uh, not-for-profits and a lot of different groups. They'll have their own uh, little research database that they want to provide. And we would pretty much work with them. Uh, they said, uh, we have a youth program that we wanna have you guys to come in and talk with the kids about. Well, we wanna register them in your program. So a lot of it is, uh, you know, we're getting feedback and community colleges are looking for the program, which would possibly, you know, we're building another, uh, another workforce to take on that, that growth, uh, which is under millennia, it's under uh, MS Global Energy, which would we'd be a lot of our training factors. 
And that that's not to say something that we won't look into in the future to bridge that gap. Um, we just want to kind of make sure that we filling our way and providing the proper service to a smaller group right now before we branch out um, into a larger space. But that is a, a good uh, good opportunity to bridge that gap. And now it's something I can put down as a note. Thank you. Camille, can you tell us more about renewable energy products your company has worked on either in here in Iowa City or around the world? Actually, in Iowa City, we're not doing any project here, that, but now we work in last, I think I meet with the city a couple of months. We're going to start in summer here in Iowa City because I did in uh, Sudan, I did in uh, Middle East. Uh, we work, we have our product, we call it GCF. Uh, we like inverters, solar, solar panel uh, batteries. Uh, we give the warranty for the customer. We work for the good quality uh, product because if something happened with the, with the quality of the product, uh, the customer we're gonna take uh, disadvantage because we need advantage or the benefit of the solar panel and the system because this is something new. We need the people to understand we serve, we give good quality of the materials to keep renewable energy continuous in the market. Uh, we, we also, we, uh, soon we're gonna have our product here. And also we have uh, our plan or visibility study for the solar panel manufacturing. I hope if we found the fund, we're gonna build it here in Iowa City to help solar panel from United States and also reduce the price from uh, for, uh, for people here and also create more job for the people will be working the manufacturing to and also we can work with the monthly plan to give it to people to reduce the price. Uh, I'm thinking also about the funding and going to solar panel clean energy if that built solar panel energy because uh, our visibility said, the 70% of the solar energy, uh, solar panel 70%, the 30% would be the other components. If we have the solar panel, that would reduce the price for the consumer to lower the price. Thank you. So I believe this question's for both of you. Why is inclusion important in a business? Well, I'll start off, Camille. I'm sure you can definitely follow, piggyback on it. Um, as you know, this country, we're built up on a country of immigrants. And wherever we come from, we, we are, we're here. We're here together. And there's no way that anything could ever be successfully done or implemented if you don't have a true buy-in and inclusion from everyone, every color, nationality, uh, religious faith, uh, what have you, we have to have that buy-in in order to be successful. And you can look at some of the things that we have been successful as a country when we do have that buy-in. And that's what has to be the inclusion. It has to be a, a total buy-in from everyone and it has to be an equal uh, entity where it's not fluctuated or 
watered down. It's got to be the same thing across the board. That way, it's a standard platform. Everybody know what they're getting. Camille, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, uh, for the inclusion, it's very important, as said Arthur, that we can work together the equally and pass the, the skill. Everybody have different skill. Everybody have different idea for where we come and the mentality will be different. That we add as a working as a team, we can create something different. We can create something because all people will come from different country. We have different idea. When we collect that idea in one uh, system, I think we'll be create something great. Thank you both. All right, this question's for Arthur. How present is your organization outside of the Chicago area uh, in the more rural areas of Illinois? Well, um, we started out working primarily with not-for-profits. Um, we initially was set on a lot of climate control, clean energy uh, advisory boards. That's kind of like how we got started out. So most of this was started in inner city, but uh, a lot of our projects, especially for the, um, the uh, solar programs, uh, solar for all programs, they are in a lot of rural areas. Um, we, we did some work down in Pontiac, Illinois, which is a Southern state here uh, in Illinois where we did some uh, solars there. So we're not limited to uh, just Illinois, as, as I mentioned, uh, with our global training, uh, we're setting that up remotely. So we're making, we're looking to hope to open this and expand this into uh, a worldwide collaboration where if you have an interest in learning about uh, sustainable energy products and service, how to install them, how to work in the field of clean energy, how to just understand what are the processes to, to build a green economy. Uh, we're, we're looking to try to expand that knowledge uh, throughout the country. Thank you. Uh, Camille, this one's for you. Uh, they ask, how can renewable energy make a difference? Uh, the renewable energy make a difference. We, we, we reduce the carbon or emission that we can help the people to uh, reduce the gas and reduce the carbon. That's why we have a target or we have a mission for United States uh, United Nations to reduce the carbon. Uh, it's very important to use like a biogas, nuclear, wind turbines, solar energy. If you're using uh, the generator by gasoline, that we increase more, uh, increase more the carbon. We're gonna look for the, the decrease. Thank you, um, Arthur. Is there anything you want to add to that? Uh, in order for us to reach that net zero um, uh, goal, we definitely need to have foot boots on the ground to uh, fill these 14 million jobs that's going to be required in the, uh, by 2030. Um, so I, I'm hoping that uh, you know the squeaky wheel gets the oil and we make enough noise where people 
can start treating this thing like they treated the recyclable rollout to get some knowledge in the stakeholders, policymakers, um, the, the the funding opportunities. Uh, you know, you don't have these big red flag issues when you want to get solar. You got to have a credit rating of 8.5 or 9 or something crazy. Uh, and that's not just going to happen in a lot of areas. So make make it feasible where you, if you want clean energy product, make let make people be able to afford it. Don't don't put such regulations on them and gouge them with interest and and tell them they have to have a certain credit rating uh, to to qualify. You know. So these are some of the, the little barriers that uh, kind of that that hurts the disproportionate areas. Uh, when it comes to financing these uh, sustainable products. Thank you. So this question um, is again for both of you. Diane says, I love hearing stories about people's experiences. Would you be willing to share either a success story of a or a fail forward story from your company's journey? Yeah. Uh... I remembering last year when I was visiting, visiting Sudan, uh, I did for the area we in, in Sudan, we call it in Jazeera. Uh, those people, it doesn't have the water. We walk like uh, two kilometers or three, that means like four miles to get water to drink. Uh, we did solar panel there for the bumping system. I have a videos, if everybody, if you need to look for that, go my Facebook page, GCF Renewable Energy. You can see a lot of smiling. We see the tea, how the people are smiling when we drink clean water for the bumping system because those people will walk like four miles to get drink water. Uh, that's something will make me very happy. If I am not make money, but I am happy to see the people get the water from our place. And I do go on your Facebook page, Camille, and that's amazing. I enjoy it. I really have the newfound respect for putting those kind of services out there. Um, mine's is not as, as uh, it was just funny. I was, we were installing a charging station at this non-for-profit in Chicago. Um, and we're putting in the charging stations and we're walking around. And we see a, like 12 solar panels sitting on the ground. So we like, you guys want to install these? <laughs> you know? so, so the guy's like, you guys install so? Of course we do. So we were able to do our first uh, solar and charging station at one location for this not-for-profit just by stumbling around being in the area. So that was, it was really funny because now we're good friends and uh, they do, uh, it's called Plant Chicago. They're here in Chicago. Uh, they do hydro planting uh, in the um, back of the yards area, which is an area on the south southwest side. Uh, so it was uh, pretty interesting and it was fun at the same time to be able to combine both solar and EV charging at one location. So they're the big guys on the block. They got, they're real sustainable right now. Thank you both for sharing those stories. Um, so this question is for Camille. What type of crops are suitable for planting under the solar panels? I know that you mentioned um, 
going to Arizona's website, but do you know uh, of any crops that are suitable? Yeah, the crops depends on the area, like Iowa. If the tomatoes growing up, you can grow tomatoes of cucumber, uh, vegetables. That be, depends sometimes of location, temperature, the weather. Uh, but if you grow that in normal uh, uh, soil, we can do it that under the solar panel, uh, all the vegetable. But that is situation we need, uh, which, what the time for the weather we need to grow that. Thank you. So this question's for both of you. Do you anticipate an increase in um, renewable installation due to the IRA Infl Inflation Reduction Act? Well, I'll start off, Camille. Um, yes, we've had that already. Uh, it's been pretty much um, uh, real busy the very beginning of the year, uh, with basically because of the uh, funding and the infrastructure uh, building. Um, more clients are wanting to take advantage of it. Um, more clients are more knowledgeable of it in compared to three to five years ago. Um, so we've been we've been busy uh, for the first uh, four weeks of the year, needless to say, but that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, for 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 that, we did like uh, for one place more than uh, seventeen station bombing system. Uh, the people understanding, and as I said, some people doesn't have electric city. And also now the oil, the price going high, sometimes not available for uh, overseas country. Uh, that is, very, uh, we call it free energy because when you install the system, we're gonna return back the calculation that we give you in the estimate, we give you in the feasibility study, we say, hey, we'll be off after seven years or eight years. Some farms, we can retain the invest in one year. We cannot believe that because if you generate any corrupt that we can uh, retain of the invest quickly because only no need the backup system we need a solar panel and the structure that set and inverters uh, i think that is a great idea to be able to go and install the system and the other thing i forget to add it before if you have a solar panel in your house your value of your house will be changed in the real estate market yeah go digging about that looking the internet if you have somebody in your uh, same your place, the house will be, you have solar panel, the house will be different your, in your house price. Uh, like 45,000, 30,000, because we have a renewable energy system or solar system in your house. Thank you. Um, we are almost out of time, so I just wanted to thank you both again, Camille and Arthur, for your wonderful presentations and discussions tonight, and I want to thank all the participants for coming and asking really great questions. And this concludes our discussion for tonight. Again, this is recorded, and you'll be able to access this at a later date if you want to watch it again or send it to somebody else. Thank you so much.